0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Making Geeks podcast, a podcast for makers, dads and geeks. And this is episode 101. Hey! And it is my pleasure once again to introduce you to my co-host starting with Mr. Josh Price.
1: Hello everybody.
0: And also Mr. Marco Keith. Hello. Can't forget about Mr. West Swain. Triple digits. And I am here and relieved. We made it, Sean Joliker.
1: <laughs> Yay! Is everybody oh. reacclimating to their regular lives? Yes. I don't like I it. I refuse to.
2: <laughs> this is crap.
0: <laughs>
2: I want the Matrix back. I'd eat that steak in a heartbeat. <laughs>
0: I got home. And I'm like, wait! I was supposed to come home with a 3D printer and a drone and all this other stuff <laughs> and time to make. <laughs>
3: well, so, someone came home with a drone, wasn't you?
0: No, <laughs> it was my brother-in-law. He he won a drone. No, he Three he four. bought he bought one.
2: I uh, one one of the uh, the mini things in the corner.
0: Yeah, those are actually pretty good, though. They're they're small. They're yeah, was, quick. Yeah,
2: I I was looking at those. Those were kind of nice.
0: And extremely reasonably priced. It's sixty dollars for the base uh, yeah. kit, and then one hundred and twenty-five with you know the batteries and everything else. Not too bad to get in the game. Yeah, not bad at all. So I will. Uh, his drone will magically go missing in about a week,
2: <laughs>
0: and I'll, I'll give you guys a full report.
2: Or just wait till he gets bored with it, and then you have a new drone.
0: Or he won't be able to use it, and he'll need me to show him, and I'll, I'll show him and. Tell me, I need to keep it for research.
2: Its hanger is in my living room now.
0: That's how I got a GoPro. Is I got it from his his older brother that <laughs> never knew no. how to use it. Mm-hmm. So, how's it feel to be a, a civilian again for the week? Meh.
1: I've been feeling like garbage. I think the, the day that I got on the plane, I had sinus infection. So I got back and immediately like went to bed and didn't wake up till like that evening. And so I was so messed up as to like what time or where in the world I was or where my kids were. Cause we picked them up really late. So it was, yeah. Reintegrating back into the real world has been kind of messy.
0: Yeah. You looked, um, you didn't look too hot on the plane when I saw that, your Instagram footage. Yeah.
1: I felt pretty gross.
0: I thought it looked like you're going to be sick. I, I couldn't tell. Oh no
1: no no! I, I couldn't Don't get sick on planes. <laughs> well, not
0: not from the plane, just as if you're, you,
1: know. you know, you know that feeling to you be... get, like before you get sick, that like your body ache kind of echo, just gross feeling. Like we were at breakfast. Wasn't I? We were at breakfast with a bunch of people, and I just like slowly started to fade into that. Like I'm getting really cold, even though it's hot outside. And I'm starting to feel kind of gross. And then just... You just kind of melt into yourself. And that stopped probably yesterday evening. And now all all of my family... I don't think I carried it, which I may have. All my family members are slowly dying right now. No. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Tiff's upstairs. She's half miserable, too. But it, it went by really quick. It's not double dragon, is it? No, that's fine. No,
3: that's unlocked. <laughs> I think it was just a
1: sinus infection. There's no I hot actually.
2: Snakes. I kind of felt like I had that today too for a little bit, like just things happening real, real quickly, real
1: short. So she wish need to go back to Maker Faire where there's no sickness. Everyone's yeah, It's happy. like a utopia, isn't
2: it? There's, no. <laughs> there's, there's no social media outside what's going on right in front of your it's face because because social media was literally right in front of your face. <laughs> Everything yeah. was nice, you and know, there,
0: pretty. There's times where I actually felt guilty, where I was videotaping something and everybody that responds like, "Yeah, oh, I wish I was there." And I'm like, "Well, now you guys know how it feels." You guys got workbench con or, you know, woodworking in America. <laughs>
2: I didn't. I didn't feel guilty for one second.
1: <laughs> no, I mean this is the first time I've been to like a big yeah. Maker Fair, and this one did not disappoint. Like, I, I mean, we were standing there. I'm. I'm going to dive right in to the craziest moment that Let's I do. thought. So, I was standing there recording Bob and Evan and Caitlin and Laura Kampf, like talking about whatever they were talking about. Now, no disrespect that I wasn't listening. But like I like had a quarter of my eye. Like, oh, there's Carrie Byron from the MythBusters. <laughs> just <Yeah>. Walked up, <laughs> and there's my wife hanging out with Simone Yetch, talking it up, and then she introduced me to Simone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I know who Simone is. <laughs> and so it was just this weird like, back and forth. Like, what? There's a lot of cool stuff happening in this moment. that <laughs> is and we're at the epicenter of it. And it's just. I felt that way so many times this past weekend.
2: It's, it's fed my need to move.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I know that we well, live more good. No, I was going to say, I, I live in a place where like not nothing really happens. I had the, I had the conversation with Winston. Once we found out, uh, Winston Moy, when we found out where we lived, uh, which was really weird too. A really weird moment, by the way. Um, give, some, give like,
3: some context
2: well okay we were we were at lunch and uh winston moy from winston makes was there and i started talking to him i was like oh you know nice to meet you you know where are you from he's like new jersey oh yeah me too where are you from uh yeah I, I live in in uh ocean county yeah me too where do you live i was like i'm in brick oh i'm in tom's river you're almost literally next door to me and it took a trip to california to figure that out <laughs> um and both me and him were talking because there's like there's what there's not a lot of making where I live. There's there's not a lot of people that that do it. There's from the group that I know of. There's there's one other person, and and we we think we have one makerspace that maybe might be kind of open occasionally. Um, so I gotta I gotta contact him because we both want to go check that place out and see what's up with it. But it's it was just. The I don't know. Just the the weirdness of this whole trip is still resonating through my brain. I'm still trying to make sense of all of it. But yeah, like like I would I would love to move to a place where this was more. This was mm-hmm. among more people. Making was more of a, a culture among the mm. e- even even a, like a handful of people, five or six or seven people. You know, just a small group.
1: Well, West brings half of the Raleigh Durham (laughs) area with him every time he goes. (laughs) He had your
0: entourage.
3: (laughs) Yeah, fifty percent of the Airbnb was from North Carolina.
2: (laughs) Oh, that was so much fun.
1: So maybe that's what it is—is it? You go there, and there's so many fantastic things all around you, and you—I don't know—I had this feeling that, like, dude, anything is possible. Like, there are no limitations to your creativity, and just it seemed this endless kind of. Wonderful, like, yay! Let's do it, kind of attitude. And then you come back to like the world where physics exists and like gravity is is here, and you have to drive. And there's like, oh yeah, this is the real world where that is some kind of like fantasy land.
2: What do you mean I can't call an Uber? I have a V. Oh, I gotta drive.
0: <laughs> you know, I I shouldn't get starstruck much anymore. I mean, this I think is my fourth. Big bigger maker event that I've been to But it's still a bit weird sometimes You know just standing and talking to Bob or David Picciuto Or seeing Evan and Caitlin And William Osmond and people that I've all met before And there's still a weird moments That kind of set in of like my god I, I'm here with all these people And you know I know I'm in a sense Part of the group but you know I'm still kind of on a, a different level And it was even weirder when we were at The get together on Saturday night For uh, Matter Hackers And Laura Kampf Came up and started talking with um, Riven Mowder and my wife, and my wife started talking with Laura Comf and getting all excited because another you know female maker in the space that you know my daughter watches, and then I only did this once the entire uh, trip. I took out one of my business cards and handed it to Laura. Don't know why, but that was my way of introducing myself at that moment, and she recognized it. Hmm. And nice, and that was kind of and, weird for me because and I, then
2: and then you melted.
0: I, I didn't, I didn't melt, but it was, it was a little bit of an ego thing too. Like, Hey, you know, the, at ah. least that's getting recognized. You know, people may not yeah. recognize me by by the way I look. Cause I'm just another beardless, you know, beard, bearded guy in the crowd. But <laughs> <goodness>. I know <laughs> there,
2: there are, there are a, a, an excess of beards in this group, aren't there?
0: Yeah. It was yeah. a Friday night when I was, was waiting for you guys to show up and I'm looking around like, okay, where's the bearded guys? That, that wasn't a good approach <laughs> to try to find you.
1: And by the, the beardless guy, by the thing with fire.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You'd never find anybody.
0: Just look for me. I had the sunburnt neck from the fire on the mm. rapid transit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this was the first real, like, maker event that I got to experience with my wife, which was amazing. Mm. I loved having her there. So much fun.
0: It was great meeting her, too. It, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and Tip I guess in all. that, like...
1: Hmm. She doesn't listen to the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's on it,
1: she won't listen to it. She's busy. But anyway, um, that like starstruck kind of thing you were talking about, she doesn't know any better. So she just walk up to people and just start talking about whatever. My wife, is like I, name. Uh, she and and Laura, like we were walking from one place to one place, and it was a bunch of people all in a big horde. And I was, like, trying to take video of all this cool stuff for the video I had to put out. And I look up, and, like, she's walking with Laura Conf, and they've been walking for a while, just chatting it up. And, like, I kind of ran up there. I'm like, oh, hey. She's like, oh, hey, Josh. I'm like, okay, Laura Conf knows my first name. I'm like, that's cool. She's like, I didn't know you guys lived in Belgium. I'm like, why do you know that we live? I'm like, oh, yeah. And Tiff is just chatting up about everything. We've <laughs> been to the Cologne Christmas market all kinds of times. such a lovely town. And that's when she, like, introduced me to Simone, because she was talking about her necklace. And they started, like girl geeking out about jewelry and stuff. And where I may have that slight apprehension, like, oh my God, so and so? Like, Tiff doesn't know, so she just walks up and is like, you have a green shirt. I have a green shirt. We're best friends now. <laughs> and uh, i <I'm> like, <laughs> do you have any idea who you're talking to? She's like, oh yeah, this is so-and-so. I have no idea what they do or why people are freaking out that they're here. She just have a nice green shirt. and
2: Maybe that's the key that. to it.
1: The entire weekend she does. She was... <laughs> It's really funny is that Bob is very reserved, like he tends to be. And so Tiff was just naturally kind of hanging around us in a group. And then if somebody was just standing in the peripheral, she would just like look at that person. She's like, oh, hey, have you met Bob? And just pull him over there and immediately like she <laughs> she would lasso Bob into these conversations.
2: So so your wife kind of pulled to how I met your mother on Bob. Uh, she it, have oh. you met Bob? <laughs>
1: But the best – there was a guy – did you guys see the guy with the 3D printer on his back, the little backpack thing? No.
2: No, I, I saw the yes. one guy with the, the weird printer drawer on his chest.
1: No, he had – well, this guy had um, like a Delta printer strapped to his back when was just printing something the whole time. Well, he was there at that Matter Hackers meetup, and there happened to be like an open chair beside me and beside Bob, and Tiff was there, and he was kind of inching his way kind of toward the chair. And Tip was like, oh, hey, you should come sit down. And like someone I had never met and Bob had never met and never don't know who this guy is. She's like, have you met Bob and Evan and Caitlin and all these people? And he was like, no, not yet. And he was real quiet. And so she goes to like introduce all these people and then they start having a conversation. And I'm just kind of there not really caring, having a drink. And the the guy with the printer on his, he didn't have printers back at the time, like leans over to Bob and was like, so do you have a channel? <laughs> 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 and Bob just kind of like, uh, yeah. He's like I'm a. I, I run. I like to make stuff. And that guy was like, "Oh, I've heard of that." He's like, "You're uh, you're pretty popular."
0: <laughs> I love those moments when I hear about them.
1: There were so many of them. Yeah. Oh, is that was so fun. Oh, Sean it, Thors- Thorsten. It, yeah. It
2: kind of it kind of puts it in the perspective too. Like as yeah. as as crazy popular yep. as Bob is, there's still so much more out there that haven't oh, yeah. yet heard
1: of him. He either knows the owner of a company on like a first name, like personal basis, or they have absolutely no idea who he is or what he does or why you're bringing up his name. (laughs) Like there's very little middle ground. And that was really fun. And it was really kind of relieving to know that the maker community is so vast that you can be as popular as 1.8 million YouTube subscribers and no one knows who you are.
0: I think that's a good reminder for all, you know, for all of us, because I think we had talked at some point saying that, you know, when we put our stuff out, we're hitting the same people over and over again, and we're probably cross-pollinating. So where else do we go? Well, it's a good reminder that there's a lot of different places to go, and there's a lot of people that have not been reached yet.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, that content creator stage, we all thought it was going to be just packed. Like, the whole time was going to be packed. And it was the... I mean, I went to a lot of different stages, the educator stage, the main stage, the live stage, the electronic stage, like all those things were probably more packed than the content creator was. Because those people had a message and that message reached their particular audience just as it did on the content creator stage. But we all thought it was going to be just like swarm packed, overwhelmed with people spilling into the causeways and stuff. But it wasn't.
3: Do you think part of it is due to the name of the stage? Do you think that only means something to us?
0: Yes, hmm. I think that's a component, and I think our placement um, is also responsible for that. I think we should have the inside stage next year.
1: Well, I think when you look at people that are driving these massive, like Burning Man, metal, fire-breathing animatronic, like buses around, to have a conversation with someone that's like, "Oh, what do you make?" They're like, "I make content for you. I, I make videos about making stuff." So like oh so I mean there was a conversation that someone had about being a generalist or being a specialist. Yeah. There are so many people there that are specialists mm-hmm. and experts in whatever they are doing. And so I don't know if it's like a cultural difference from their specialty to look at someone who just kind of sprinkles around in a topic or a genre. I don't know.
0: Well, you figure at Maker Faire would a a pretty large number of the audience are probably engineers. So they're probably not going to want to listen to us as much and probably want to hear the specialists a little bit more. So I think that's, I think you're making a pretty valid point there.
1: It's a, it's a show and tell, right? And so the show seems to outweigh a lot of the tell.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, look at, and to, to the point, you know, red human, they they showed big time and they got a they got a ribbon. Oh They're yeah, just, just showing up. Yeah, they got yeah. a blue
3: choice blue ribbon for that. Oh, cool? who, who is that? The making it up ATL mm-hmm. uh, folks from Atlanta. Oh, uh, Michelle and Becca and Elliot. She, Becca had the um. You weren't there on Sunday, but she has like this prop. It's like a mo- uh, old school CRT monitor where they gutted it so she can put her head in it and they have oh, like I saw a them. matrix yeah, I, of LEDs. No, yeah. I, I saw
0: them. They were walking around and, and everything on Saturday too.
3: Yeah.
0: I didn't know who they and were actually. Apparently
3: initially. some make guy came up to them and was like, here you get a ribbon and it like ran off apparently. And they <laughs> have no idea who it was. They said it was like super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Thanks.
1: Yeah, all the make magazine editors get like an editor's ribbon where they get to go kind of bestow it on people that do awesome stuff. Um, Bob said he got one. I was there with the Snapships guys whenever they got theirs. That was pretty sweet.
2: They got it while we were there.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I was interviewing the guy. He took a picture of it, but on Instagram. Oh. Uh, what else? Oh, and apparently we missed uh, um, Norman Chan doing his Snapships interview by about twenty minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That was. I cannot wait for that toy
1: okay so on that before we get too deep into that what was the coolest thing that you thought that you all saw
2: carrie byron
1: she looks just as good now as she did when she was on mythbusters i ain't gonna lie
2: i didn't i didn't realize like it didn't it never occurred to me like i knew she had a kid but i didn't realize how long ago it was because i saw her walk up to like a her her daughter's what a eight or somewhere in that range I was like, oh, that must, is that, oh, wow, is that her, wow, that's been a while, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was awesome.
2: She was cool, Simone was awesome, it was really funny when uh, da- Daniel from Switch and Lever came up, he's like, oh, hi, and starts talking to her in in Swedish, Yeah, and then she just starts going back, and I was like, oh, 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 cool, I'm seeing something kind of neat here, aren't I? I have no idea what's being said, and I don't care. Um, that was neat. Yeah.
3: So, have, have each person name a, a person or intera- a person to person interaction, and then like a thing you saw because those are like two different categories of. Yeah. Neat, okay. I think.
1: I think the snapships were the coolest thing I saw there.
2: I, I gotta I gotta go with them. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you guys are listening, you don't know what snapships are. Look up. I like to make stuff too, and I interview the guy, and it's like a an interconnected kind of like a a model but like a Lego set of like, it's everything.
2: It is everything you've ever wanted out of a construction toy. And I can't wait for the, for other stuff they do. It's going to be so great.
1: Yeah. You can break apart and build up spaceships and then you put this AR app over top of it and you can fly it around and shoot guns and stuff. It was super fun. I wanted to invest in that company while I was standing there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That that's one of those things. It's it, like you look at it and go, "This this is the thing. This is what's gonna be. This is gonna be successful."
0: And I always you know
2: it's gonna be successful.
0: I was actually disappointed that they were pre Kickstarter because. Really? Well, I mean, I I know why they're there. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know why they're there. But I already wanted them to be at the next stage. I wanted to walk <laughs> away with a kit
2: with your own kit because <laughs>
0: yep. Well, because I I saw them before you guys. I saw them on a Friday initially. Yeah. And I was ready to fork out money and buy the kit. Yeah, me too. Because I saw it we and I'm like, I have, I have 10 ideas right now. I want to walk away with this right now and use it. And
1: I couldn't.
2: We asked them that, didn't we? We were like, all right, can can we buy kits right now? I don't care if they're they're 3D printed. I, I want to go home with some of these.
1: Well, they had a big bin that like kids were putting all the pieces together and like making their own ships right there. And I was like, I'll go find a little kid. And just, like, steal this thing. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 we'll send you some. We'll send you I was like, I've heard that before from people where I have the, you know, well wishes are nice. I was like, but then I don't end up with the thing and I get mad. I was like, I'm here right now. I was like, I'll, I'll pay you money. He's like, no, 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 I'll promise you that we'll send you some during the, the pre-Kickstarter kind of, you know, testing phase. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not joking. I will, I will pay one of these kids a dollar and they will just <laughs> run away from your table. <laughs> okay, yeah, like so that book. was our... That was our cool thing. What about you guys?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm still in that one too. That was that was what I'm most excited about because I like toys. Because um, the, like the, the potential for gaming on that is really great too because you could have a bunch of friends or this is something I thought of after. Like, What if we all got ships and the AR app lets you connect over distance so you can log into a game with a bunch of your friends that aren't in front of you and play that game while you can't
0: be together.
1: Yeah. So Wes, Sean, what was a cool thing you guys saw?
0: Um, I, I would say snapships, but I don't want to be just repetitive, even though I think it was really cool. Uh, my response is going to be for a school that I saw and what the students were kind of uh, demonstrating. And they go by the group called, and this will be part of a, like a little story I tell about this too, the Berbawe Makers. I guess Berbawe is the, the woman's last name, the teacher's last name. I don't remember the name of the school. But they had a, a pretty good-sized booth and demonstrating you know everything that the students made kind of on their own. And one of the things I thought was really cool, and some of you guys might have seen it, it was a laser-cut box put together that had a, a a gear crank on the side. And when you cranked it, there are all these little fingers on the top that would move, and there was a person like in a in a wooden boat on top, you know, like they're uh, it's like it's almost like an automaton, where it looked like uh, the fisherman was in rough seas. And when I had talked to a couple of students because of what I'm teaching and kind of what I'm expecting my students to be able to create, they said that that was the first year that they had any exposure to any of those machines and that type of class. And I thought what they were able to produce was pretty amazing so I want to kind of give credit to that um, because there are so many districts right now investing in these programs that you know we we need to see what is possible for even like high school students to do the second part of the story though that's really funny is the once again the night of the get together with the matter hackers get together my wife um, was there and was talking and she had seen somebody's um, earrings 3d printed earrings earlier that were the the little Mickey robot. And she'd complimented the woman on the earrings, but then saw the same woman there that night. And she gifted my wife a pair of those earrings. So we're driving home and she's telling me about it and telling me about the woman. And I'm like saying that she's a teacher. I'm like, Oh yeah, there's another, there's a teacher that did this one thing with all these students found out it's the same person. I I didn't know it because I would have, I wanted to talk to her and she was right there next to me. At the get-together, and I didn't know who it was. <laughs> so that's that's my pick.
1: Wesley. Mm.
3: My, I, have, I have a hard time focusing on an item. I had, most of mine were like interpersonal experiences. Um, last couple years, an item has stood out. But this year was about the people more so than the items, I think just so that's how it fell Um, did you
1: get did you get a free toy from Robert
3: yes I did yes I did what'd you get I got the uh, vehicle Voltron head
1: nice so Mr. Robert Riles after our 100th episode came up and gave us all goodie bags with toys in them from his personal collection yeah Yeah, that was awesome he's good people good people my kids were playing with him today. I got Jake Rockwell and his rocket pack from the Centurions, the actual figure. And that night I went back to the hotel and bought Max Ray, the other the, of, of the three guys. <laughs> I bought him off eBay and he arrived today. So we've been in the nice. house playing with all our Centurion toys. Sean, what would you get from him?
0: I got a motorcycle from the uh, 80s uh, TV cartoon Mask that changes into a helicopter. Sweet. And I, well, Uh, I talked about it on the, on the show at one point. And so when I opened it and I saw it, I'm like, Oh my God, this is, it was a little bit weird and surreal because I don't know what happened to the one I had. And the last time I saw it was probably 1986.
3: Hmm. Yeah. When he showed it to me, I thought he bought it somewhere at the, like a, some sort of like secondhand, like booth Uh somewhere. I'm like, where'd you get this from? I'm like, this is cool. What are you going to do with it? And he's like, no, this is for you. I'm like, Really? (laughs) I was kind of surprised. It was very surprised. Mm It was really cool. Uh, The standout experience I had is uh, I actually got into the Nintendo Labo building and had a, like, 30 to 40-minute conversation with two Nintendo employees about the inner workings of Nintendo Labo, one of which was a developer. He worked on it for, like, a year and a half to two years, and he actually created several of the... um, The non kit projects that you can do, like giving you inspiration to use the garage mode more. Like, if you saw any of the videos, they had like a music box thing. It was like a big tumbler that they would crank and add like the different reflective tape stickers Mm -hmm. on the cylinder and it would act like a music box. He designed that and it's his hand in the video cranking it, Mm. which I thought was cool. And then recently, Jimmy Fallon did a bit where he had a bunch of Nintendo Labo instruments. Uh, A lot of them were custom. Uh, for the different band members, they had like some drums and guitar ones and different things. And he built like most of them, he said, and designed some of those custom for those people. So they would have a certain sound in the recording, which I thought that was awesome. So I got it. I was like, can I get a picture with you? (laughs) And I was telling the projects that I was working on and some of the issues I had with the labo. uh, One of which is like sourcing the cardboard. I told him how much of a pain it was to find just the cardboard. He's like, Oh, you can get the cardboard kits on uh, Nintendo.com you know, for like, if you want another keyboard kit or, you know, the different things. I'm like, no, I don't want a project you know, I don't want one of the pre-cut I don't want one of the pre-cut kits that are actually come shipping in the normal box. I want like a blank slate piece of cardboard with no cutting, cutouts on it. You can say Nintendo Labo on it if you want to keep your marketing thing going on, that's Hmm. fine. And I'm like, I just want the raw material. And he's like, that's why haven't we thought about that? He's like, I'll bring that up Monday. He like, pulls out his little iPad, his little tablet, and starts writing his like notes. He wrote down like three things he was going to bring up at like some meeting that he he said was like fantastic um, feedback. And he gave me his card, and I gave him a card and a sticker. And he said, "You'll watch out for." I told him about the project that I'm working on for the Nintendo Labo thing uh, that I should have done soon, and uh, he was very excited. Both of the guys were really excited about it, so it should be cool.
0: That's awesome. That was a highlight. I'm glad yeah. you got in because I wasn't even going to try to stand in line and get in.
3: Yeah, I stood in line before the gates opened. That's the only way I would do it. Otherwise, you've been in line for like hours. I just I was yeah. the second person. <laughs> so, um, Besides that, just seeing people that I didn't expect to see in the audience uh, when we were doing our talk, which was awesome. I thought we did really well.
1: We did. Just a side note. Uh, i not very proud.
3: I'm talking and I see like a face in the audience I recognize, but I've never met him before. And he's never been to any events or whatever. And he comes up to the stage, and it was Wesley Treat. I don't know if you guys follow his channel, but you definitely need to check his stuff out. He does, like, lots of signs, a lot of signage and neon lighting and really cool stuff that I haven't seen a lot of other makers do. Like, the closest is Jimmy in that the way he does his signs, but they're different. Um, he does a lot of, like, the, the rolled metals and uh, what do you call it, the, the brake uh, things mm-hmm. You can fold with the metal in, like, metal a long-linear Yeah, the metal break um, Fold. Um, he doesn't do the neon himself, but he does all the design and like in someone else b- bends them for him, but he installs it and does all the layout and everything. And he weathers all, a lot of his signs and it's just a big variety. He's got like a funny kind of comedy sense in the videos. He'll he put some mess ups in there all the time and <laughs> he'll bleep himself cursing. Like, and it's just like, the timing is like such a funny moment. Like something, we'll get something so perfectly lined up and then you'll just see this like thing just collapse in the background and you hear like, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> his reaction is so real It's great and it, It's just awesome I didn't expect to see him there I didn't see his video where he announced he was going to go And I was like, hey, I know that guy That's awesome And it was just kind of a guy that I haven't really talked a lot about But, I, I mean, we both have the same first name So we have a kinship right there He's like, hey, Wes, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Wes, how you doing? <laughs> and a couple of was times we were walking man? around together Wesley Treat, maker of things Definitely recommend checking him out
1: yeah, that's another person that my wife introduced me to. Yeah. <laughs> she got a shout out on his his uh, wrap up video. She was she was very yeah. happy.
3: Yeah, he had a fantastic wrap up video, I thought. It was very touching. So I recommend you guys check that out. It's a good uh it, it describes some of the things you get out of Maker Fair that you don't expect.
0: Speaking of people, the I finally got to meet um Steve Ramsey. Which I've Are been you? want yeah, I've been wanting to meet him for a while because he's one of the three um people that kind of inspired me to start all this to begin with. And I've already met the other two, which was, you know, Jimmy Duresta. And then I met Ben Heck last year at Maker Faire. And so now I met Steve Ramsey and I've met the trifecta. And he Mm -hmm. recognized me and knew who I was too, which is, you know, always a little bit reassuring. It helps, you know, it helps the ego a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the first time that I guess because I've been in Bob's videos, like a fraction of a second cumulative. People pick up on that and Tiffany and I were walking around and it happened about four times. It was very strange that people would just like, hey, it's Josh. And I didn't know they were talking to me. And another guy came up and he's like, hi, my name's Josh too. And I'm like, oh, hell, you were talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what to do. And he would introduce me and then Tiff steps in, which I was really happy that she was there because she steps in and starts chatting with people and is nice and sincere. And I'm just like, I don't know what to have. I don't know what to do right now. I I was walking somewhere. Now I have to stop. <laughs> like
3: yeah, they have to have like an entourage, like Adam yeah, Savage like,
1: does. Bob usually Going, can't stop incognito. like that. And I just I just keep walking around, and then people wanted to talk to me, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Deer in headlights.
2: I kind of had that mo- uh, like a, a brain fart moment after we got off stage with Electro Boom, because I heard I heard Wesley or I heard West talking to the, to Wesley, and he's like, oh, what you know, there's another West, there's another West, and then. I yelled for Wes and then he came up and he's like, hey, what can I do for you? And I'm just like, oh, not you. And then and then he turned away and I was like, oh, well, I'm the dick. Ah, uh, crap. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that.
0: <laughs> but then he stood in, in the picture behind us. Yeah, he know, photobombed yeah, our a yeah,
1: yeah. our picture. So we got off stage and went over to the side and they wanted to take our, like, take our pictures. Oh, these guys just did their thing. And then he came and like, Stood on the stage behind us and wrapped his arms around all of us. I'm like, get out of our picture. <laughs> this is our moment, guy. Go, electrocute yourself somewhere else. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right, he did do that. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. watch his show. Did you guys watch his his presentation? No. Yeah.
1: No, we were stopped and just, we were talking to all the people. It yeah, was, yeah. it was amazing. Like we were worried about, you know, our presentation. Obviously, like we were a little apprehensive because it's talking in front of people. And people were just so awesome. It was so nice to see like the diverse crowd, and like we had a lot of engaging questions. And...
0: Should we go ahead and just From kind of r- run didn't through know. it? Huh? We just kind Some of people
3: we didn't know. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Good. I was going to say, I wonder if we should go ahead and just run through the show and talk about how it was. Like, yeah, uh, if you haven't uh, listened to it at
1: this point, officially. you should listen to it.
2: Official. I just want to clarify on one thing. (laughs) This is one of those awkward moments I realized afterwards where Josh was like, Josh asked me, was my basement growing up creepy as a child? And I said, you know, I said, no, not really. It was creepy for other reasons. That implies horrible things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I left that one alone. I didn't know what you were inferring. No, my,
2: my house was creepy because it was it was quote unquote haunted. Now the question of ghosts push aside, a lot of weird, unexplained things happen in my house growing up. A lot of them. And then there was a moment between Tracy and my, my sister's husband who something weird happened to, to Tracy. And he looked and went, Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one and walked out of the room. So, there's not, not saying there is ghosts, but weird things happen in my parents' house. So the basement was creepy, but not because my dad was mean. Because he, was, he wasn't.
0: <laughs> I
1: think you told us about that.
2: Yeah, that was at the, uh, the Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's still one of the creepiest stories I have in the whole story.
1: And I noticed that nobody noticed that one of those make robots was gone. I think I really did balance out that backdrop.
2: No, no, because that wasn't the only one that left.
1: (laughs) Oh, when we closed down the place on Sunday, there were two of them left on the wall.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Out of the, what, 12 that were maybe? 13 that were there the first day? The 12 that were there the second day?
0: I do not have a (laughs) makey.
1: I do. I took one right off the wall.
0: Is there anything that you were disappointed by or maybe didn't quite live up to the expectation?
1: Hmm... I'm I'm gonna say something sacrilegious. Oh, um, Adam Savage's talk. Thought, I thought it was, I don't know, maybe he's, he's been there a long time, and I mean, he wrote it and it was prepared. He read off the thing, and it was about like proprietary information or or copyright laws and things, and it sounded kind of whiny. <laughs> more than inspiring like it was meant to inspire but it was pretty much that like congress is passing a law to try to extend copyright protection a long time because why should people make money off of their their inventions or whatever for a long time rather than de- definitely yeah and i i mean i get that stance but at the same time if i invented something awesome like it's up to me whether or not i want to make money on it forever or give it to the world And it just, it it came, in my opinion, it came across just anti, like anti-corporation, and it it just seemed kind of whiny to me. And I think that you can can stoke the fires of creativity in a lot of different ways, and then just complaining about copyright law didn't really do that for me.
0: I think he's run into an inherent problem, and he's done this for several years now, and I think a lot of what has needed to be said has already been said. And so he's trying to find other places to go, and I think that he's looking at that copyright issue as something that might stifle creativity, um, because a lot of things have you know can be copyrighted that probably shouldn't be at some point. Um, copyright law right now is what about a hundred years?
1: I, I think. think it's hundred years.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it after
3: seventy something, they got extended.
0: Yeah, so, so after after a hundred years, it's no longer the original creator. That really has control anyways. It's usually a corporation that has now taken over and has monetized things in a way that the creator probably never wanted or intended to begin with. And I think that's kind of what he was getting at. Um, but it's I, supposed to
3: be public domain after that period. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. Like Popeye is.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that he's looking at you know maybe for the greater good, especially being makers and the idea of sharing, which I think was supposed to be the backbone of his speech. But like I said, I think that he said a lot of what has needed to be said already in the last couple of years. So I I don't know what else there is for him to say.
1: Yeah. And I think my point to that was the, the sharing of ideas and you're bringing everybody up and the rising tide raises all ships and that whole thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's an admirable point, especially in that environment. But I think to, to put a pin in copyright law and how he, he specifically singled out Disney and Mickey Mouse and, like, are all these people chomping at the bit to, like, to defame Mickey Mouse? Like...
0: That, that one, that's a weird example, but that that's almost like a another, co- uh, you know, topic for a completely, you know, for a whole show. Talk about that specifically. Yeah.
1: So, did you guys catch, there was one thing I wanted to listen to, but it just kept going on and there was other cool stuff happening. Did, did you catch who he was watching? Usually he announces, like, who he's been in some YouTube oh yeah. channel he's been watching.
3: He's, he's mentioned them, like... Last year, the same people he's watching.
1: Who was it? Uh,
3: Matthias and Lor Kampf. Yeah, okay. exactly. He's mentioned Matthias like several times in a row. And I forget the other one. But it's oh. not anybody we haven't heard okay. of. He, yeah, he literally said Matthias definitely last year, if not
1: more than that. Yeah, I've heard it a couple times. But I wanted to record that, but people are just asking a bunch of long-winded questions and I got tired of putting my arms up in the air with that little camera
0: Yep.
2: I, I tried and then when I went to go put it all back together I found out my phone only records at 23 minute intervals intervals, and uh <laughs> and then in between them it cuts out like 5 seconds mm-hmm. so all that leaning on Wes to record that speech was for naught hmm
1: huh. All right, so what were what was your question? What moment you were disappointed in, or something?
0: Yeah, was there anything that you were disappointed in, or maybe didn't quite live up to your expectation?
2: I was expecting a crazier experience as opposed to New York uh, World Maker Fair.
0: This year was Elaborate different, though. Yeah.
1: What do you mean? Like you, we were going to go do L S D and T B somebody's house. No, no, no
2: no 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 no. Like like more more of the, the the crazy art sculptures, more of the you know there was only a small area where like rabbit transit and the pirate ship and, and all that was so, so like it, it really I was expecting more of a, a significant difference from from World Maker Fair than to Bay Area. And it didn't. It didn't really seem like there was that huge of a difference.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
2: Other than I know, World Maker Fair will be colder.
1: Huh. Wes. Hmm.
3: I was kind of disappointed there weren't. This is not a bust on me because apparently it was out of their control, but they didn't have the drone tent set up. Which in years past they would have like this circus size, like long, white tent that just had drone racing like course set up. They had like the nets and it was like really dark. I had like LEDs along the sides and it was like first person goggles with other screens up so you could see what their views were. Apparently the the league pulled out in the like a week before that or something or less. So it's not their fault. It would just I always enjoyed watching it. And never get enough time to look in there. Um. And didn't really have anything super problematic, uh, that I can think of. Um, the organization was similar. I mean, it was kind of jumbled up compared to other years. They changed the locations of a lot of things. So I was sort of lost for a little while, but I guess they got a new organizer and she took a different approach to things, which I think it worked out in the end. I mean, uh, I don't really that I had so many positives that yeah, I had trouble focus. I have trouble. will even think of a negative, to be honest. True. I mean, the Airbnb, which is out of the purview of maker fair itself, but that whole experience was awesome. Uh, spending with all the, the other five guys, uh, we had a nice little, uh, collection of people. We had Mark and Robert and we had David, which is another local maker here. We had Mark Schaefermeyer, uh, from utah from make tinker share that's right right mm-hmm.
2: make t- yeah make
3: sure and uh we had daniel from Switch and lever which or sorry switching lever <laughs> which i never <laughs> never met him before i don't think any of us ever met him uh in person that i know of i think actually that's not true he was at the new york one a couple of times that's what he said but um super cool guy uh, definitely happy got to meet him and put a, a face to the accent
2: who brought some of the most interesting candies
3: yeah but yeah everything was good i mean the distance to the maker fair was good from the airbnb okay here we go the only negative and this is outside the purview of maker fair itself i'm gonna call them out red robin you guys you guys dropped the ball
1: yeah it was terrible
3: it's probably one of the worst service i've ever had in, in in a restaurant uh
1: I set that guy up for success too.
3: You did. We were not like a rowdy bunch. We, you know, didn't throw, you know, usually I'm in big crowds that I haven't, sorry, my memory of having a large crowd at a restaurant goes back to the Navy days when those crowds were not very cordial, <laughs> you know, like tipping tables over and you know, roughhousing and stuff. Uh, we, were, I would say we were a well-behaved bunch and, uh,
1: we. My restaurant just, we, was empty too. It
3: was for, It was empty. It was dead.
2: I forget who was saying it too, but yeah. whoever, whoever is really like whoever, I think it was Wes or Josh. I can't remember which one, but one of you were just sitting there like, "Why are you calling our names? You wrote our names down. Yes,
1: yeah, so it's was, on your paper." I was the first person that that guy started talking. He's like, there oh, there's gonna be separate checks, and there were probably." Okay, I'll give a, a little bit of context. There were probably 30 people in our group, if not, probably a little more. Yeah. But again, that restaurant was, was dead. And I'm like, take people's names. That way you, you just call out a name and the food will go to them. You have the checks by people's names. My name is Josh. You, you walked in order. Yep, yeah, exactly. Went down the line. Yeah. And then they had all the different servers come out and just like randomly yelling out food. And some people had ordered the same stuff. And then that was after like an hour and a half the food finally came yeah. out.
0: An so we hour an when people water. finally
1: got drinks, mm-hmm. and so it's—I mean, I've worked in food service. I don't know how many of you guys have, but it's—it's it's all about being organized. And there was no reason that that entire wait staff could not have made that much much simpler because you guys went to a restaurant the, the following night.
3: I'm going to give them a shout out.
1: Yeah, uh not that, that they listen, very... but
3: it was a Mexican place called La Fonda Cocina Mexicana, which it was a family run Mexican restaurant. Uh, she was David, the happiest
2: waitress I've ever seen in my life.
3: David called and made the reservation, right, for initially like <laughs> eight of us. And then he called him again. He's like, it'll be like eight of us or six of us at seven o'clock. And then he he's like, called him back. Yeah, I'm going to bump it up to 12. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Hey, he calls back again a little bit later. Hey, I want to see if I can bump it up to around 16 people. Yeah, no problem. And then like half an hour later, he calls this is several hours beforehand, calls again. He's like, yeah, I want to try to bump up the reservation uh, to like 35 people. And you can hear the person like choking in the background. <laughs> like, uh, uh, normally they were cool. This time they had a problem. No, And they said, yeah, no, uh, no problem. And then we, we get there. Everybody starts showing up like well before 7 o'clock. So basically the reservation was meaningless, except they had like an area of the restaurant sort of quarantined ready for us. But it was easily – like half the volume that the restaurant could hold probably maybe a third to a half. It was, and we had like three or four waiters and they were all super nice. Took our orders really fast. Um, got our drinks, in a a, a quick amount of time considering the volume and the food was good. All the, they broke up the check into individual, um, checks, uh, per table. And then even below that level, I mean, it was just, there was nothing I could say bad about them. And actually, if any of us, sorry, any people that are listening attended that uh, dinner, if you guys could leave a drop a, a review on whatever review site you like to use, I definitely think they, they deserve it. I'm going to do it on Google reviews myself. Uh, um, the servers were awesome. I mean, they all had a smile on their face. And it was such a stark contrast to the night before. It's just, it, they deserve to be shouted out.
2: Yeah. I'm actually going to, for the one downside, I'm going to call out our Airbnb. Yeah? (laughs) How do you only have a quarter ounce of soap for four days? And how do you not have curtains when every single window is lit 24-7? Those are my only two beefs. More soap, more curtains. Otherwise, it was wonderful.
1: Well, we had got the text message at, like, I had, I think, four altogether about that night where you guys went to the Mexican restaurant. And one was from Wes, one was from, who else? Sean Farbolin? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Evan and Caitlin, and I don't remember who else, but I was like, God, that sounds like a lot of people. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And it was Tiff and I, and I was like, let's just go somewhere, just you and I, where it's quiet so we don't have the 30 people around like we did the night prior. I'm like, let's just go get some sushi somewhere because we're in California and they have fish because they're near water, not like Kentucky, where we have fish and <laughs> there's no water anywhere near. So we ran into Bob and Jenny, and then they were like, oh, yeah, let's go eat sushi. I'm like, okay, you know, there's you know two more. That's not bad. And so we're waiting on an Uber, and Zach Kaplan, the owner of Inventables, walks out with Dan, the owner of Glowforge. And then we just start talking, and they're like, oh, we want to go get some sushi. And I'm like, yeah, that's where we're going. He's like, oh, sweet, we should all go along. So, like, our little date became a triple date, which wasn't bad, because Dan, I guess, had been to Japan many times and ordered in Japanese <laughs> at the sushi restaurant. It was, it was pretty baller. We had no idea what he was ordering, but he sounded legit and ordered some sake and... We all sat there and just, like, nodded, "Hmm," intelligently, like, yes, I'll have the fancy word that he said. And he pretty much ordered (laughs) for the table. Uh, But it was a good time. But, yeah, it was our our intimate little date became kind of a business dinner, which wasn't bad. They were really fun people, and they were talking about kids. And I guess Zach had been researching flat earthers for a while, so that was half of the conversation, which was really funny. Because he was like, have you guys heard about these people?
2: That I would have exactly. loved to have been out <laughs> that conversation. Oh my
1: god. It was it was it was pretty good. <laughs> so we didn't have thirty people's worth of tacos. We had some sushi and some pretty good conversation with uh owners of some pretty baller companies inadvertently. So it was pretty neat. So are we go on again next year?
2: Uh, oh ooh, huh. It ain't cheap. If if I can afford it, yeah.
1: Man. Ubers back and forth, which we split with Bob because we were going to the same place, but still. The food there, man, food was so expensive at that place.
2: I had uh, on on my way out, I had I tried to get breakfast at the airport. So the cheapest I could get was a twenty dollar bacon, egg, and cheese with hash browns. And their hash browns are potatoes. <laughs> and yeah, it was nuts. It was I've never been in a place where I had trouble finding food. Like, even where I live, there's a 7-Eleven somewhere. You can get at least get a sandwich.
1: We ate at some delicious breakfast place called Apple Fritter. So if you go to Bay Area Maker Faire again next year, anytime time those listening, you go look up Apple Fritter, and you will not be disappointed. It's Jimmy.
2: I do want to, if, if I do end up going there again, I do want to, Dude, non-maker... Like, I want to catch the sunrise, because I'll be up anyway. Um I want to... Josh, some of the buildings you saw were incredible. They looked like old monastery-type buildings in your video? Or was that was that Bob?
1: Oh, no, that was at the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco.
2: Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. That was gorgeous.
1: Yeah, so we got in Thursday and didn't really have anything to do on Friday. You guys were just on, like... San Francisco is a peninsula... You guys were on the right side, and we were on the left side, and we eventually kind of we we didn't really meet, but we were in the same area eventually. But we, yeah, we started on the left side and just kind of hung out there. Someone told us over by the Palace of Fine Arts where we were is Industrial Light and Magic. Had no idea. Somebody saw my Instagram story and told me all about it. Yeah, Sean, you guys were over there too, and we didn't. We were see an hour behind you. So we just got to walk in the lobby of Industrial Light and Magic where there's R two D two and darth vader statue and like that was crazy and then we just walked across town to the piers where you guys were and we just i mean no one really knew anything in particular we just kind of i picked a starting point i'm like let's go because jenny wanted to go to a park she wanted to see greenery i'm like well that looks green around there and there's a fancy building that i saw (laughs) that was in the rock (laughs) let's go there and then we just Someone else told me to go somewhere else, and then we. I asked where you guys were, and this is well. Let's walk over there. I think I ended up walking twelve or thirteen miles that day. It's a long way. Just meandering about town. It was pretty nice.
0: I want to comment really quickly on because I didn't say what I was kind of disappointed with or. or no, those um, I would like to see or, you know. They had a little bit more last year in the year before, but I would like to see a little bit more sponsorship. I, I know that Make is, you know, its own entity and company, but because of the spirit of what they represent, I think I would lo- I'd love to see more corporations where other companies kind of contribute. Um, in years past, I think Microsoft has has you know had stuff there. Um, I don't know why Tesla, SpaceX, you know, you're in Silicon Valley, you're 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 not that far away from some of those really big companies, and I would love to see a little bit more cooperation um, in the spirit of making and sharing and all those things. And I think that would make the event even better in in some ways, but, but not to overshadow what, what individuals are doing either. I think there's a delicate balance between those two things. I think the the individual still needs to kind of stand out and kind of be the star. But I think that having some of the other companies help pay for the party a little bit um, would be helpful and appreciated. Yeah, we're already using their products anyways. I, I, I saw think Lexus
1: had a car that was there. I don't know what was so special about it or why they decided to bring a Lexus into the Expo Center at Maker Faire. But yeah, Tesla seems like it would be a pretty perfect fit.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So mainly that.
1: I had buckets of fun, you guys. Yep. Yep. So that, where does this stack up on the, uh, like get togethers the woodworking in America's the woodworking shows other maker fairs like and because those trips are expensive so if you could recommend one of those shows to somebody let's say that it's not near their house they had to go travel to one of them which one would you recommend
3: hands down this one no question this one pushed all the other ones to the side of a cliff and like suplexed them (laughs) off of it
0: I would say this one. I think the the biggest challenge is simply time, and and you know personally it's time. I I want mm-hmm. I need another full day that I could dedicate just to hanging out with you guys and other people, and because I only need really one day to see the fair, but I need a couple of days to spend with with people and making those connections. Those are the things that yeah. last even longer than going around different booths and looking at what I want to buy.
3: It seems kind of crazy not judging but just from a generic point of view that you live the closest out of all of us yet you spent the least amount of time there
0: it's uh my job for
3: for whatever reasons you know i know i'm just saying yep just from a pure view well no no matter
0: where i've traveled though it's been that way you know boston was the same way
2: Mm mm-hmm mark what about you um I would say a Maker Fair, either this or New York, is is definite. Whichever one you're closest to, to to get the cost down. Um, e- either one is more than worth going to. Um, I mean, the only other real meetup I have to compare it to is Making It One Hundred, and that was a little. That that's a little unique in what it is, or what it was. So, yeah, I, w- I would definitely say one of these two. You know,
1: yeah, I would agree. I mean, comparing it to like the woodworking shows, cause those are really popular. Sean, like you're talking about, about someone in California who gets to miss out on workbench cons and woodworking shows and that type of thing. Yep. Like I loved this because at a woodworking show, you can walk the floor to see all the exhibits and 10 minutes you're done. I mean, it's, it's a trade show and there are some people doing demonstrations but mostly it's people trying to hawk their products and eh, some of them aren't that great. And the rest of the time is hanging out with the same batch of people going back to the hotel and then hanging out with a rowdy drunk batch of people.
2: Yes. Whereas
1: here, like there was enough time in the three plus day, like I'll say three days to like hang out with everybody. So many people were they're not just people within our own little making community. Like Mark, you got a picture with, Carrie By- Byron, man, like you got to see celebrities like um Conan O'Brien was there walking around. Yeah. Like so to hang out with the people that you see and that you admire and the people that are, like are your Internet kind of friends and to go around and see all of the crazy, fantastic things and inspiring things and educational things and things to buy. And like there was never a moment where I was like, well, what do you want to do now? It was. Yeah. We didn't see this thing. Oh, we got to go see that thing. Oh, you remember, you told me we could go see this thing now. Yeah. It was nonstop the whole time. Embarrassment was, of riches. Yeah. So much fun. And it was definitely worth the investment.
3: The, the majority, also, I would say, as far as like companies that have people there, granted, it's not always the case, but it feels like the people that are at the booths for these respective companies at Maker Faire legitimately like, want to be there or more knowledgeable about their product and they're not trying to just like be a salesman compared to the woodworking show in my mm-hmm. experience where it'd be like a guy who's just working the weekend or it's like he travels to the shows. He doesn't actually have any affiliation with the company and you know, he's the sham wow guy for product. <laughs> X. Essentially that's what it feels like, you know, it feels very salesmany, and I hate that. Like it just, ugh. but over at maker fair, I don't feel like I'm being, hassled as they walk by a booth you know i've had people at maker at the woodworking shows act kind of like carnies in a way like they're like hey man yeah. come check this out blah blah and i hate that to me that's the equivalent of like knocking on my door or ringing my doorbell and soliciting my house which is like one of my top pet peeves hey,
2: space kitty space kitty come here you need this no. come here, space kitty
1: no but instead here you can go see the director of sales and marketing yeah. for matter hackers or the owner of Glowforge, or right. the guy who built their first bot, or Joe yeah. Prusa was hanging out. So yeah. rather than being heckled by some, uh, some weekend salesman, yeah. you can go talk to the owner or designer or developer like Wes went to go talk to the lab. Guy. Like you get to talk to the people that make this stuff and develop this stuff and take pride in this stuff and, they're just right there. Yeah.
0: So I have I have a question for you guys. After going to Maker Faire, what are you most inspired to either look into more or to make right now, as a result of being there?
2: Google's automation kits. They have they have a voice kit. They have a uh, what, was, what was it? Voice,
0: vision.
2: voice, vision, move, and motion.
0: Are those oh, the ones they were selling now? Yet.
2: Yes.
3: The other two are not aren't out yet.
2: Yeah, there were only two, but there was a uh, me, me and the guy who was talking about it had the, the same idea at the same time. So I was, I was kind of happy in myself that I came up with a good idea when someone smart came up with it too. Um, so b- basically, they have these these Google kits that are, are kind of the the Google AI, but they're not constantly listening. You have to hit the button. So you hit the button on the Vision kit and. It, what the guys say it could track up to 139 faces at the same time. Yeah, and um, you can tell it. You know, let, let's. I don't want to say my idea because somebody else will make it. Uh, <laughs> but you, you, you can tell it to look for something in a room, and it'll find it. It has like image recognition and face recognition, and um, the move kits. They they were saying that it can, you know, point at point at my garage door, and it would it would find the garage door. and move the something towards it or it would it, you know just all oh, this there's so many possibilities and, and all four of them can be wired in together and, and work you know work together and it, it was really neat to hear him talk about it and the potential for for doing something really neat with it is just completely awesome
3: yeah I ended up sitting beside a couple and a couple of occasions uh, Alex from Raspberry Pi she's like the sole social media representative for the Raspberry Pi Super Foundation nice. which is she was cool. She was super nice. Yeah, so I'm more inspired to use Raspberry Pi in my projects versus Arduino. Not, I mean, if Arduino had sat beside me, I might be thinking the other, <laughs> might sway the other direction. But she was aware of my projects. Um, she seemed very like engaged and actually interested in you know my stuff, not just like oh show me what you got. Okay, that's neat, and then move on to the next person. Um, and actually had like a good conversation with her in, several times. So uh, I've got. Several ideas that I was already going to use the Raspberry Pi, but I'm I'm thinking of other ways to use it in manners that I hadn't considered. Because I mean, their uh, their Instagram has like 100,000 followers, so I'm like, yeah, let's get some exposure through that. That'd be nice.
1: But their YouTube, that's what she was talking about. That she they needed they needed people to design new cases for their new uh, Raspberry right. Pi that just came out. No, no, I wanted to get more into 3D modeling, like going to see the Snap ships or going to see a lot of the people that had made prototypes in 3D printers and talking to Dan from Glowforge like he had this dice tower that had like you know finger joints which are pretty common but they serrated the inside of those finger joints so that you had to snap them together really hard and he's like and that thing held like glue he's like there's no glue in this and it was solid and just trying to build up right so I use a laser cutter right now a lot of stuff that I like to make stuff for like making plaques and things and it's a lot of two dimensional and like the three D prints that I get, I can I can design something really quick, which I've done at work, but I can usually scope through Thingiverse first. And now I'm like, I want to design stuff myself. Like I want to build a big thing. Like there's no reason that I can't. Like I can build Mm -hmm. a big thing and I can chop it up and I can assemble it all together and just seeing how I have access to the same technology and the same infrastructure and machines that a lot of these people there have and I am underutilizing it all. Like I am not doing what I should I'm not being a proper steward of all the stuff that I have access to. And they made me want to step my game up pretty dramatically. John, what about you?
0: I'm probably more motivated than I have been in a long time to start the pinball project, but scaling it down with um, you know, something simple like getting some servos working off of a Arduino board. I was talking to Sony at Maker Faire. And they're entering into the, uh, you know, the Arduino board space, although they're not they're not Arduino, they're using their, I guess their own proprietary boards that they've been using for years to power their own products. And now they're releasing them to the public. So they ask for my information and I'm talking and I actually might get a, a kit or something from them. So I'll, I'll mess with that too. But also more than ever, I, I'm really adamant at getting a, a 3D printer um, I think I'm just going to maybe uh you know hmm. just do it and beg for forgiveness later uh, at some point here, I'm just trying to figure out which one to get, and I think I'm gonna be on my way i'm I'm kind of tired of waiting and i I want to start building my knowledge base with it and getting understanding how it works that way when I really have the use for it i'm I'm ready to go. I don't need to spend that time then trying to well figure
1: the out mono price it guy said that he would be sending I guess Bob and I. Uh, some of their printers. Cause I told him how like I've used it, but he hasn't people keep asking us for less expensive recommendations for printers. Cause all the big name people send them and they're super expensive. So he rattled off, I think three different machines that he wanted to send us to test out to hopefully, um, you know, recommend to people. So the monoprice mini, the version two that's out right now, like it's less than stellar, but they had an updated version that fixed all of the shortcomings that the version two had and looked pretty nice but again i haven't tried it so there's
0: when you get that model number and if it works out let me let me know i I might look into that one then i think we so are we
2: gonna (laughs) the downfalls of not sitting next to each other um i i I think we covered what are we geeking
0: out about hmm yeah i i think we kind of (laughs) integrated that into majority of the show
1: and you guys so
0: Hey, have, anything there's, lingering...
1: There's a Star Wars movie uh, coming out tomorrow, right?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Allegedly. I heard.
0: <laughs> yep. We'll have to schedule our time so we can get our, yeah. our resident guest I'm supposed in here again. to go again. see
1: it tomorrow. Mm. You sound excited? Mm. It's like I going feel. to the gym. Like, yeah, I need to. I'm pretty sure it won't be as bad after I leave, but like... <laughs> uh, I might be... It's another Star be Wars movie, after, I guess, better. if I have to. Like, ugh. I got lead feet walking in the door.
0: We're know, such right? spoiled geeks. <laughs> apparently
1: it's gotten good reviews. I haven't read those reviews. All I've heard is that apparently it's gotten good reviews.
2: I'm, I'm going into it looking at, looking at it as a buddy comedy between Han and chewy. Hmm. As long as there's some quips and some funny bits, I'll be happy.
3: As long as it's better than Thundercats roar.
2: Oh, don't! No! 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 <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to table that right now. Otherwise, we'll be talking for another hour. That was in a good. So, so any any lingering comments about Maker Fair, we'll we'll that hold to the next good. episode or just you know handle them as they <laughs> if come. If you guys
3: are watching at home, the video so, of what if, like, just happened <laughs> is amazing. Everybody just like lost their mind. We got go to go we,
2: we as adults need to do something about Cartoon Network. They're ruining everything that's sacred about animation.
1: Well, we never uh, we haven't seen it yet, but theme song mm, that was bad
2: on that note see you had to go make happy yes. land a bad
0: place if you, like... you, know you had
2: to ruin it <laughs> <laughs> I tried starting this three I'll times i shut up <laughs>
0: If you'd like to find out more about the show, go ahead and visit makinggeeks.com. Check out the contact page. You can drop us some questions, suggestions for the show, anything that you like, and spend some time on the homepage, and you can listen to our past shows right there, and take a look at all of our past guests right there on And you can find us across
2: all the social medias on Facebook and Twitter at Making Geeks and on Instagram at Making Geeks Podcast.
3: And we'd like to thank our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash makinggeeks for providing the resources for us to adventure across the country and high-five each other in person. Thank you guys so much for that. We passed out many stickers that were also a result of your support. And we'd like to thank our top patron, Mr. Seth Williams, for his support. And if you want to help keep our show rolling right along, head over to patreon.com slash Geeks.
1: Apparently, Seth uh, tried to message my wife on Facebook, and told her to heckle us while we were on stage.
2: Oh. That guy.
1: It did not work.
2: <laughs> but. Number one donor status denied.
1: <laughs> uh, what's my part? I forget. Uh, oh, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can find us all individually all over the internet. You can find Wes at GeekSmithing.com. am Sean at GeekBuilders.net. Mark is at Asylum-3D.com. And my work is at thepiworkshop.com. And if you want to see a wrap-up, a visual wrap-up, I just posted a video on I Like to Make Stuff 2. It's the second channel. Um, So I put that together. You can kind of get a visual idea of all the stuff that we've been talking about today. Uh, Go check that out. It's called Maker Faire 2018. Not just a clever name. But everybody, we'd like to thank you for hanging out with us through... Okay, I'm going to get a little sappy real quick because now I know people are listening. Uh, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do this with you guys a hundred and one times. Um, while we didn't get to really talk about it, we were pushing our time on stage, mm-hmm. but this is truly an honor to do this show with you guys. And I appreciate the time that we get to spend together and the friendship that we've had over these 100 bajillion episodes. So thank you guys. And thank you to everybody who listens, everybody who supports the show, either gives their time patrons that give their money that's amazing but uh, it's so funny to think you know that shot that we shown uh, at Maker Faire <laughs> of Mark breathing all gross into the microphone like that we've been able <laughs> yeah. to do this uh, and to reach people 101 times like that's bonkers and thank you guys
2: yeah cheers cheers
1: and on that note guys we hope you go back and watch all previous 100 episodes binge watch them Slash and, listen, yeah. Ben, just listen or listen. Watch we, we've listen.
2: got we've got more hours than the Marvel <laughs> universe. So let's go, people.
1: <laughs> but in the meantime, if you have better things to do, we hope you have a fantastic week. See y'all. Good
2: night, everybody. Take care. It's
1: like, you have a green shirt. I have a green shirt. We're best friends
2: now.